0: Well, by the help of the Lord, for the next few minutes, I want to deliver to you what I feel the Lord has laid upon my heart, and I trust that you would just have a receptive spirit and open heart to receive God's good word. Amen. Now, before you're seated, I'd like for you to join up with someone. Amen. And let's join together. Hallelujah. Would you pray with me right now with uplifted voices unto the King God all across this house today today? Hallelujah. Our believers in the house, and Lord, we thank you for your presence that we've already felt in this house. We're just believing you for a special visitation now through your word, that each one that has come here today would feel that special touch and special anointing. God, we're asking it in faith for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. Mark, the 16th chapter and the 15th verse, Jesus commissioning his disciples, and he said unto them, go ye unto all the world, go ye unto all the world and preach the gospel, and I want you to notice this, to every creature, everybody deserves to have the gospel preached to them. He said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Thank God for salvation. He that believeth and is baptized will be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. These signs shall follow them that believe. I'm reading out of the Bible today. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, He was received up into heaven and set on the right hand of God. And they went forth, preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following Amen. Again, the writer now is Luke tells us of that commission that he laid upon the disciples. He said, Then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And this is what he said was going to happen. That repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. He said, you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, talking about the baptism of his Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Behold, he said, I'm going to send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. The Bible said then he led them out as far as Bethany. He lifted up his hands. He blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried unto heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. He has commissioned his disciples to go into all the world. And then Luke said that, repentance and remissions of sins would be preached in his name among all nations and it would start at that holy city of Jerusalem. I've come today to tell you today we have a great responsibility that has been placed upon our shoulders today. The responsibility of going and the responsibility of giving. Giving unto this world what God has given to us. He has commissioned us today, not just to the city of North Little Rock Little Rock, but he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. What a responsibility and what a blessing that God has placed in our life. When he gave us this new life, when he quickened us with his spirit, he did not give it to us just to have it for ourselves, As he gave to the disciples that wonderful, marvelous experience of the infilling of his spirit, when he ascended back into heaven, he told Peter, I'm gonna give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. They went back to Jerusalem, and as they waited on the promise, the Spirit came upon them, and the Holy Ghost fell on them, and they began to speak with other tongues, and the Spirit gave the utterance. And then, as you know, the multitude came, and they were wondering. They were amazed, saying, what is this that has happened? And that's when Peter, standing up with eleven, and told them, we're not drunk like you think. It's, uh, it's too early in the morning. But this is what the prophet of the Old Testament prophesied about. His name was Joel. That would come to pass in the last days, saith God, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Not just the Jews, but all flesh. Amen. Your sons and your daughters. The blessings of God would be upon them. Then Peter preached them a message when he got through. The Bible said they were pricked in their heart. And they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And the way we know that that did not stop, you see, because the next verse tells us it didn't stop. He said, because for it's unto you and to your children and to all them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. We rejoice today that no longer just the Jews receive salvation and can walk into the temple and can worship God. But he said, I'm going to pour this This anointing, I'm going to pour my spirit out upon, everybody say, all flesh. He said, you're going to carry it to every, everybody say, creature. You're going to carry it to every creature. You're going to go into all the world and you're going to preach this gospel. What a responsibility today when God has blessed us so much. He's called us to do one thing today, and that is to give. Everybody say, give. That is the will of God. When he has blessed us, then the blessings of God with it comes with it, a responsibility. And that responsibility is that we care what we have received and share it with other people and bless other people. There is a story in the Old Testament given to us of four lepers The Bible said that these men sat outside the gate of the city of Samaria. Inside the city was a famine. They had nothing to eat. These four lepers sat outside that city with nothing to eat. They looked at one another and they said, why don't we just go and fall into the hands of the enemies, which were the Syrians that had gathered around the city and they would not let them go out to plant and to cultivate and harvest their crops. So they were dying inside the city. It was a famine, they had nothing. These lepers looked at one one another and said, there's no use us sitting here. There's no use going back into the city because they don't have anything in the city to eat. Why don't we just take the risk? Why don't we just go down to the enemy's camp? And if they save us alive, then we shall live. If they don't, we're gonna die anyway. And the men with that thought in mind, with a brave spirit and with courage, they just went out and they faced the enemy and they faced the world to see what they would do with them. Amen, little did they know that as they marched those four men, it sounded like a host of of a great army that was marching towards Syria. They heard this great army coming after them and when they heard this army, the Bible said the Syrians rose up and they began to flee for their life. They left their tent, they left their horses, they left their gold, they left their silver, they left their food, their groceries, everything just like it was. And they said, we just got to make an escape. we just got to try to get away. What was really happening was just four bony, sick lepers that were coming I'm going to tell you something today. Our God is more than enough. Clap your hands to the Lord if you believe that today. He's big enough to solve your problems. Many times we look and we search and we think, hey man, it would just, uh, it cannot happen. That's the worst mistake you'll ever make in your life dealing with your problems, is to feel like there is no answer to it. I'm just destined to be here. There's nothing I can do about it. Well, can I tell you today, that was the church. That was the Gentiles. We were those four lepers. And we just took the leap of faith and we started to march. Hey Amen. and little did we know what we would find but we found this wonderful, wonderful well of salvation. And that is what God is wanting us to give today to this world that we're in. I want to talk to you a little bit today about the hindrances of getting to the well. The hindrances there are in getting to the well. First of all, God needs a willing heart and willing hands that's willing to draw. God needs. There's always something in the way. You know, it's an amazing how blessings are always just a little bit out of reach. The fruit is just a little high on the tree. And it's always we've got to reach for it. And then we've got to overcome those people of doubt, those people of little faith. And then we're looking at a world today that don't even know that they need help and that they need water. But Jesus spoke these words. He said, for whosoever shall give you a cup of water to drink in my name, Because he belonged to Christ, verily I say unto you, he shall not lose his reward. Just somebody would have the faith. Of course, in those days, we know that water was very precious. Not like it is today. And Jesus said, though, if you would just take a cup of water, and if you would give it to someone, and you would give it to them in the name of the Lord you would not lose your reward. Everybody say reward. You won't lose your reward if you just take a, a cup of water and give it in the name of the Lord. Well, am I preaching today, connecting to this season? Is this season not about giving? Amen. Thank God a Savior gave to us and now the responsibility is on us to give to a world. Thank God for his Wonderful blessings. Of course, before there can be water to give, somebody's got to dig a well. Somebody's got to have something. You can't give away something you don't have. You've got to have it first to be able to give it away. Amen. And it takes effort. It takes effort to dig a well. Not just everybody is well diggers. But the Bible tells us right in the very first book, the book of Genesis, about the well diggers, Isaac, the Bible said, he digged again the wells, not just well, but wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father, for the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. So here comes Isaac along, his son, and he just digs again, and he digs out and opens up this well and the scripture tells us how that they digged another well. And they dug another well. Amen. And the Bible said he built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pinched a tent there. And there Isaac's servants digged a well. And it came to pass the same day that Isaac's servants came and told him concerning the well which they had digged. And said unto him, we have found water. We have found water. You know it's an easy thing for somebody to fill up a well. Anybody can fill one up. Anybody could stand outside the well and just kind of drag their feet across and, and throw rocks into the well until the well is filled up. But it takes somebody with an engineer's mind and and a and a strong backbone that says i'm gonna i believe there's water here and then i'm willing to dig and then i'm willing to dig until i find uh that good refreshing water so church we can't give away something we don't have there's a lot of people trying to give something away they don't even have there's no well there to start with. There's nothing to give away to start with. I'm gonna tell you just a social gathering is not enough. That is not a well, hey amen. Just a, a, a club to come to and join together with others and have an association and, and uh, socialize, uh, that is not a well. The well is this anointing, the well is his word, the well is his presence, the well is his power. It's the well that changes a heart from old to new and makes a new man out of us. It's because of the well of living water springing up into everlasting life. Thank God for people that have a vision and says, yes, uh, I'm willing to dig. I'm willing to dig a well. Now, I want to show you the hindrances there are to the well today. How that, it, it, when you it, it's not enough just to get to the well. When you get there, 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 there's always things trying to stop you from getting the blessing of the water out of the well. The first thing that God has to have to get the water out is willing hands and a willing heart. It's somebody with the vision, it's somebody that says, yes, I'm willing to give, I'm willing to help. God, you can use my hands, I will be a source that you could work through, I will be a vessel that you can use for your glory and for your honor. friend." It takes a vision to be able to bring yourself and say, God, I submit myself to you to do your work and to do your will. Use my hands. Use my means. I want to be a willing vessel. I want to be a vessel that you could work through for your glory and for your honor. God's looking for it today. Will there be an opportunity? Yes, uh, there will be many opportunities for God to use your hands, for God to use your willing heart. He, j- You just got to prepare yourself. There's just got to be a willing spirit that says, God, you've done so much for me. What can I do for you? No wonder the psalmist David asked that question. Oh, after receiving all the rich blessings of God on his life then one day he sat back in his easy chair and he asked that question that every one of us need to ask in this building what shall I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits clap your hands to the Lord today Oh, ask the Lord right now. Would you lift up your voices and hands and ask him in this house? Come on, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, speak to our hearts today. Help us, God, to get away from the complainers and those that are murmuring. Oh, God, and those that are finding fault, let us be of the people that says, God, you've already done so much for me and you've already answered so many prayers and you've already untied so many knotty problems until i just come in this house today to exalt your name, to lift you up, and to ask you, God, what shall I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits? Oh, yes, God. Clap your hands to the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord, for the well. Give us a willing heart. And give us willing hands. Hallelujah, hallelujah. great example is given to us of this in the Bible. And it. her name was Rebecca. No wonder so many people named their daughter Rebecca. Amen. The Bible said that when this servant met her, he came and met Rebecca. And she said, let me, I pray thee, he asked, let me, I pray thee, give a little of thy water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my Lord. And she hastened and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have done drinking. The Bible said, She hastened. She emptied her pitcher into the trough. She ran again into the well to draw water and drew for all of his camels. Rebecca had a willing heart. Rebecca had willing hands that said, God, I want to work for you. People get lost in all this and they think, my, 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 if I had this to give and I had Thousands to give, I would do this and I would do that. No. Hey man, you wouldn't probably do that either if you had it. Hallelujah. Because when you're not willing to give your two hands and give your heart, hallelujah, when you're not willing to do those things, you would not do the greater So let us begin where we're at. Let young people begin where they're at. Let all of us begin where we're at today with whatever we have, willing hands that says, God, I want to work for you. I want to help someone. I want to encourage someone. I want to give. You have given to me so much. I've got willing hands to take the rope, run to the well, draw the water, run to the trough, pour the water in the trough and let those thirsty camels drink, not not just take a sip or two. Brother, I'm going to tell you what. I don't like to eat at a meal where it's portioned out and it's little bitty portions. And somebody acts like they're scared to death you're going to get something to eat. Amen. That's not the kind of meals I like. Hallelujah. I like where there's food left over. My daddy told my mother, amen when we were children growing up said mother one way you can always tell when everybody's had enough is when there's still food in the bowls that's the way i was raised and i want to tell you i serve a god that says i don't want to just portion it out to you i don't want to just pinch it off but i want to give you water i want to give you water not until you get through drinking but until those holler camels, when they get through drinking, there'll still be water in the trough. Well, that's the kind of God I serve today. Come on, church. God, give us willing hands. Give us a willing heart. Give us the Rebecca spirit in this church. Says, I want to do, I want to give for you, Lord. I want to work in your vineyard. I want to do your will. And that's the first hindrance. Hallelujah. It was Jacob that was on his journey. He was running from his brother. And the Bible said, the first thing he comes to, he looked, and behold, a well in the field. And lo, there were three flocks of sheep lying by it. For out of that well They watered the flocks. Here was the problem. A great stone was upon the whale's mouth. And Jacob said, lo, it is yet high day. Neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. Water ye the sheep and go and feed them. Jacob said, it's high day. You you should have already been drinking. What's wrong here? The, The cattle... They, they haven't come. Of course, the cattle, when the cattle would come, they would run the little sheep off. So that was the reason the, the sheep were watered at a different time than the, the cattle were. He said, it, it's high day, neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. Water ye the sheep, and then you can go out and feed them. And they said, we cannot until all the flocks be gathered together. Until they roll the stone from the whale's mouth, then water the sheep. And the Bible said that Jacob went near. Jacob went near. And he rolled the stone from the whale's mouth and watered the flocks of Laban, his mother's brother. It was Jacob that had the vision. It was the great stone that was stopping The sheep from drinking. Hey man, they can't get anything to drink. Why are y'all just wandering around here? It's, It's high day. It's already past time. You should have already had a drink and you should already have the sheep back in the pasture and in the field where they could be feeding and they haven't had anything to drink and they tell them, there's nothing we can do until somebody gets here and they will roll the stone away and if somebody will come and roll the stone away, then the sheep can drink. Oh God, give us strong men, give us determined men, give us men Again with vision, a man that has willing hearts, amen, and willing hands that's willing to get a hold of a great stone. I'm gonna tell you the reason people don't receive this experience of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is because there is a great stone of darkness over their eyes. There is a great stone of darkness where they cannot see and they cannot understand. I know to preach and to believe the Bible. Amen. And to have a church is, is uh, it's appeal. It's a battle. Because you know what this Bible teaches? Uh, everything in this Bible, when you read it, uh, oh, you know what it is? Every word in it uh, is contrary to our flesh. Our flesh wants to do one thing, and the Bible says, do another thing. Our flesh says, uh, Give me this. Let me fulfill the lust of my eyes. Let me fulfill the lust of my flesh. Amen. And the Bible says, don't you look. If you look, you're going to commit adultery. And the wrath of God is going to be upon you. And it's so it's a war. It's flesh that is torn back and forth. I want to do right. And then I'm torn to, to do wrong. I want right. And here we are. And we're pulled back and forth because there is a great 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 stone but oh I want to tell you let the church be the church we don't run Walmart specials we don't run Dillard specials it's just the Bible we can't tell you there's an easy way we can't tell you well we cannot dilute the word of God we cannot dilute the plan of salvation we can't tell you shake hands with the preacher believe in your heart and you'll be saved we've got to tell you the truth the man that had the keys to the kingdom his name Was Peter, amen. And he gave those keys and he said to repent of your sins. Repentance is not just a thought, repentance is about face. Repentance is going in a different direction, it's laying down things and picking up other things, it's taking up your cross and following Jesus Christ. So there's no bargain today, and it is a great stone that's over the eyes of men. They cannot see it, and the flesh does not want to accept it. And it's easy for people to back off and the church not be the church anymore and say, I'll tell you what, let's do, let's just change the Bible. Let's just cut some things out of the Bible. Let's just don't preach what the Bible says about the flesh, about crucifying the flesh. Let's don't preach that stuff about except a man become as a little child. Why don't more men come? because men don't like to be little children. They don't want to be led. They don't want to be preached to. They don't want to be told what to do. They want to do what they want to do when they get ready to do it. That's the reason. So it's contrary. But I stand here today and tell you, it may be a great stone, but there are Jacobs that are in the house today that says, we're not afraid of the great stone. We'll roll the stone away and the sheep can drink. We're going to roll the stone away. We're going to roll the stone away. There's water down there somewhere. Isn't it amazing? All through life, the blessings are always just out of reach. You've always got to get on your tiptoes. And so instead of that belly aching and fussing about it, you already to get the victory over that. Why has life got to be so hard? That's the way God made life. Well, I got a three amens, but... Still the truth. Amen. When man and Adam and Eve was in the garden, guess what they were doing? They forgot about God. They turned on God. God said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you some thorns in your side. I'll make you sweat, Adam. I don't like to sweat. You just seem to get in love with sweat. Just get to liking it. Y'all look mighty serious today. This is Christmas message, isn't it? Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody's got to have the vision, and somebody's got to say, it's not too great a cost. We can get the stone off the well. When you get that stone off the well, and the sheep start drinking, I'll tell you what's going to happen. The sheep's going to keep coming back drinking. Sheep's going to keep enjoying the drink. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Third hindrance to people getting to the well. It's overcoming the little vision that little people have. It was, this was Moses. Moses again, he's running. Isn't it amazing where all these men ended up when they were running? The Bible said when Moses was running, he came and he sat down by a well. And when he came there and sat down, he noticed something. The shepherds came and drove them away. But Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. And then they went back home and told their dad and mom, they said, An Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds and also drew water enough for us. I didn't see that until this yesterday. Jacob, was, he was drawing water. Moses was drawing water. The Bible said, and also drew water enough for us and watered the flock. You got Rebecca that was drawing water. You got Jacob that was drawing water. And you've got a Moses that was drawing water and watering the flock. Amen. Yes, there's people short-sighted, and they think if you get in church... There's not enough room for me to be in church. You'll get my pew. You'll get my instrument. You'll get this. You'll get that. Well, hallelujah. You know, Brother Holmes, there's just not enough love to go around. Oh, yeah, there's enough love to go around for everybody. Somebody needs to stand up and do the right thing and be a Moses and say, hey, shepherds, you're not going to drive them away anymore. You're going to, they're going to get up here and drink too. It's important that everybody gets a drink. It's important that everybody feels the touch and the anointing of God. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 That everybody receives this anointing in their life. It was Boaz." That said, Let, spoke, spoke to Ruth and said, Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go into the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. I've already charged them, don't don't touch them you know what I don't like a bully I don't like a bully amen hallelujah he said I've already dehorned the bullies I've already told them young men they better not touch you you go up there and just drink all you want to drink and nobody better not say one word to you hey it's good to be in a good church it's good to be where there's a good well Why don't everybody clap your hands? Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Hey, this church don't belong to a few people. I tell them in the school, I worry about the school a lot because boys can get in the school and they become because they're a little bigger than the others. think they're, they're a bully or maybe because they've been there all their life. feel like, well, this place belongs to me. And a new boy comes in and they want to push him out. And... uh we're we're sensitive to that in the school and Sister Alice and the teachers because it, this church belongs to the world. Thank God for my church, but it's everybody's my church. What about that in the mezzanine? Are y'all helping me up there? It's everybody's church. is everybody's gospel. Everybody needs to feel this. Everybody needs to have a drink of this. Everybody needs a touch of this in their life. Well, praise him right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, for the well of living water. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Here's a sad story. The last hindrance to people getting to the well, it was David. He's running again. He's running from Saul. Saul. He comes to a city, Ziklag. He gets there, and while he's gone on a war campaign, the Amalekites come in. The cowards come in. That's what terrorists are. They're cowards. They slip in to the camp, and they catch their children and their women, and they steal all their goods. And David comes back to a pile of ashes, not knowing what has happened to his, his children, their wives. Not knowing what's happened to their things. They probably have a good idea that it's those rotten Amalekites. And David inquires of the Lord, and that's always an important thing to do in your life. I was telling my wife this week, if there's anything I have learned from my mother, it's this. You can pray about any problem in your life, naughty problems, God will answer prayer. That's right. And you can pray about it. My mother taught me that. Pray about anything, small to the big things. When you don't know what to do, and you don't know where to turn, inquire of the Lord and thank God for the house of prayer. Thank God we've found this wonderful well of prayer in this church. David inquired of the Lord, the Lord said, "Because those 600 men that were traveling with David said, "We are to kill David. He's got us off into this mess. We've lost our children." We've lost all of our furniture. We've lost all of our clothes. We've lost everything. And the Bible said those men wept till they could not weep anymore. They they became no more tears. They were so heartbroken. But David inquired of the Lord You can cry about your problems or you can cry out to God. And David cried out to God, and they were whispering back and forth, saying, we ought to, we ought to kill him. But God spoke to David and said, boy, isn't it wonderful when those, you feel those things in your heart? Oh, I just feel like emphasizing the point. Businessmen, when you don't know what to do, pray. Let God give you a hunch and a direction and watch God. And usually it's always contrary to what you'll want to do. It may even say, be telling you, go say, I'm, you're sorry. Hallelujah. That went over good, didn't it? You notice the response on that? Amazing, isn't it? Big men bowing down, apologizing. Hallelujah. But whatever it is, inquire of the Lord. And when you get that hunch, and that's what happened, God spoke to David and said, David, you're going to recover everything you've lost. And the Bible said he encouraged himself in the Lord. You know what David had? David had his own well when everybody was talking how bad the economy is and how bad life is and how bad, 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 bad and there's crime and violence and there's shooting and all these things and when they were talking about all the bad things David was building up fuel in the Holy Ghost. He was building up strength in God. You're all down and out. Friend, I'm going to tell you your situation could change that fast in your life. You may be that close to victory and not even know it because you won't even inquire and you won't even ask and you don't even have faith, you don't even believe that God could heal and God could meet that need and God could turn that and God could slay that giant. You don't believe God could kill that bear. You don't believe God can kill that lion. I'm here to tell you, our God is a lion killer and a bear killer and a jack killer. He is a faithful God. You know what happens to you? You give up before you even start. You're already filled with so much doubt and so much unbelief that you won't even try God. But in the face of All opposition and the most loyal men that David had turning on him with all that going on. David said, God can do it. I'm going to talk to God about this problem. And God said, David, you're going to recover it all. And the Bible said they started out and they found an Egyptian. They picked up an Egyptian and he was just breathing little bitty short breaths. He had already turned pale. He was hungry. He was thirsty. And on, it, on life's journey, friend, I'm going to tell you, you're going to come across people that's going to be thirsty and they're going to be hungry. And your, your goal may be way down there, but I'm going to tell you, as you're headed toward that goal, And those doors of opportunity open to do good in your world, you should never pass up an opportunity to do good and to help somebody. Now, David could have easily said, My goodness, we can't help this man. He's down, he's weak, he's not a soldier, he would never make a soldier. He's an Egyptian, he's not a Jew. There's nothing he can do for us. Forget him. March on. But David stopped and said, no, this is an opportunity. We don't have very many raisins left ourselves because these Amalekites have burned everything up. But what few raisins we have and what little water we've got, we're going to share it with him and we're going to give him a few raisins. And we're going to give him a drink of water. Well, this is Christmas. Everybody say, this is Christmas. Is this is the giving season, isn't it? Amen. And the Bible said, they found the Egyptian in the field, and they brought him to David and gave him bread. He did eat, and listen to this, and they made him drink water. He was so weak, he couldn't drink. He didn't know what he needed. But they made him to drink water. And they gave him pieces of cakes of figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit came again to him. And he had eaten no bread or drunk no water for three days and three nights. And David said, to whom belongest thou? And whence art thou? And he said, I'm a young man of Egypt a servant to the Amalekites. And my master left me because three days ago I fell sick. I'm glad God's still picking us poor people up. I'm glad God still loves us, aren't you? I'm glad God still cares about the poor and the weak and the broken Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on here. You need to eat some of this bread. You need to eat some of these raisins. And then the Bible said, and they made him. I don't want water. Sounds like where I live. Don't want water. Don't want to drink water. Anti-water. And the Bible said they made him drink water. They made him drink water. Yeah, you need water, Egyptian. Come on here. Drink this water. This is going to do you good. It's going to do your body good, your health good. Oh, Jesus, help me. I have got more trouble preaching today. Amen. (laughs) Diet Coke drinkers and on and on. You just need to drink this water. And they made him drink water. He didn't know he needed water, but they made him. I'm going to tell you, we're living in a world that don't know what they need. They don't know they need the gospel. They don't know they need the gospel preached to them. I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need that. I need some more toys. I need some more things. I need a new truck. I need another four-wheeler. I need, I need, I need, I need. No, no you need the gospels. what you need. You need to drink some water is what you need to do. You need, You're really thirsty for Jesus and you just don't know it. And that's the reason Jesus said when you go out there and you know, he first sent the invitation to the real estate man and the big time farmer and the newlyweds, Brother John, sent the invitation, said, y'all come to my big feast. Man, the banquet table is set. My goodness, they had been to so many big feasts. All they could see is, have you ever been to a feast, banquet, a cold chicken breast, and a few string. Green beans, it's cold. That's what they were thinking. Uh, I'm going to tell you, the chicken breasts are not cold. Amen. The steak's just right. The food is plentiful. The house is warm. There's plenty to eat. But that's what they were thinking. They were thinking, my goodness, for life, I don't want to go. I'm busy. I'm a big time farmer and I'm a big time real estate man. And I just got married. And my wife told me I can't come. I mean, That's the best excuse of all. Got to keep peace at home. And the Bible said that the Lord was wroth with those men. And he said, go out there in the streets and find them and Invite them on into my house that the house would be filled. Did you know God is happy today that this house is filled like it is? He's glad you come to church today. And then he looked around. He said, there's still room in my house. He said, go out into the highways and the hedges and come. Now this is compel them in. Don't know they need a drink. You just got to compel them. If you ever taste and see that the Lord is good, you'd sure want to be back on Sunday night. If you ever take a drink of this Holy Ghost, you think it's religion. You think it's cold. Yeah, some more dry chicken breast. Some more cold green beans. Some more, not hot rolls, cold rolls wouldn't melt any butter. That's what you think, but it's not like that at all. The table is heaped up. The table is heaped up. The banquet. If you ever get a taste, you will be hooked for life because it's not a mind game. That's where you're making your mistake. You think You're saved because you believed in your heart and told yourself you're saved and you're not. Well, somebody needs to unsave you where you can get saved. And I just unsaved you. Now you can get saved. It's just as real. Let me show you just how real this Holy Ghost is. You're walking along, you're not feeling necessary thing you're praying it's dry you're saying Jesus 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 I love you Jesus and all at once something comes up on you something comes all over you nobody doesn't have to tell you that you got it you can look at it you can feel it and know without a doubt I got it. I got it. I got it. I got this Holy Ghost and fire. Everybody stand together. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. I got this Holy Ghost and fire and it's keeping me alive. Oh, Jesus stood one day. The Bible said in the book of John that he went to a ritual, a religious ritual. It was, it was called the great feast. He went there. He watched them go through their motions. He was grieved in his heart and he lifted up his voice and he called out and cried unto them. If any man's a thirst, he said, let him come unto me and I'm gonna give him a well of living water, springing up, not just for a few days, not just on Sunday morning, I'm gonna give him a well of living water springing up into everlasting, everybody say it, everybody say it. It's a lifelong journey drinking out of this well. He said, that's what I'll give him and then you know what the scripture said? They didn't understand what he was talking about, but the scripture goes right on and says he was speaking of the Holy Ghost that was going to be poured out. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, you get in a social club and somebody mistreats you a little bit, you will not want to go back. You get some of them cold, stringy, green beans. You won't want any more of them. But brother, if we can introduce you to the well of living water and you come to church on Monday and you have a prayer meeting and you feel God's glory rain down on your soul and you know, hey, I touched something. I felt something. Something moved in my spirit. I feel satisfied. I feel safe now. I can go back and get in my car. I can face the day. I can face life. I can even face death. Because there's something in my spirit. There's a satisfying feeling that the presence of God gives. That all the religion in the world will never give. It's a fake. It's a phony. But this satisfies deep within. Oh, Jesus. And people wonder why we preach so much about prayer and coming to the well and why we encourage people, why we have a combination on the door. People wonder, well, we know this. If you ever get hooked up to the well, you'll always be back. If they park in your favorite parking space and sit in your pew and fuss at your grandbabies, and I'm going to tell you that's a serious offense. Amen. When you call little Benson Tornado, that, is, that doesn't make grandpa feel good. Amen. Now I can do it. Amen. Hallelujah. He's over there looking at me. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Boy, I'm already getting them goosebumps. Grandpa goosebumps. Yes, Lord. Well, hallelujah. And people don't speak kind to you. And they don't act like they even like you. It don't matter if you don't like me. I ain't going to that church for you no way. I'm going down there because there's a fountain flowing. (laughs) That was a Jacob. I kind of like to think of him by the name of A.O. Holmes that one day got a hold of a great stone in North Little Rock and said, we're going to roll this thing out of the way. We're not going to let a this church be tied up where a preacher can't preach. We're going to get this stone out of the way. I like to think of a Moses that said, hey, this is not going to be a club, me and my four and no more. No, it's, we're going to preach this to every creature. Black, white, r- well... I know a bunch of you people didn't know my daddy, but a lot of what you see in me was what was in my daddy. He put it in my heart. Hallelujah. Because he rolled the stone away. He wasn't afraid to take a stand like Moses and say, hey, it ain't right for y'all to be pushing other people away from church and saying things. And they've got a right to come. They've got a right to live for God. Well, Hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. Oh, uh, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know what God's looking for? A willing heart, willing hands. Part of that could be over there in that kitchen. Yeah. You know, it's good to work in a church, do physical things, not just give, but get involved. I know what you're thinking. This sounds like Wednesday night, Pastor. I'm going to tell you, my God's Wednesday night and Sunday morning, I can't help it. He laid it on my heart, and I never, I've always just preached what I felt, and I won't never stop by the help and grace of God. Doing it about 40 years now. Amen. But he's tugging on the hearts of somebody today. Saying, you know what? You need to move up a little closer to the fire. You need to be more involved. You need to have more compassion in your heart for a lost and dying world. It says, here, take a church card. Come to the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah more feeling, more love in Jesus' name. Pray with me right now. Hallelujah. Lift up your voices and hands to the Lord together. Come on, all over this house. Lord, make me into the vessel that you want me to be. In the name of Jesus Christ, I believe you, God. I thank you, Jesus. Bless your wonderful name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. thank you jesus thank you jesus i wonder if you would join with someone now come on don't be in too big a hurry to leave amen the holy ghost is still at work right now speak to our hearts come on let's pray together right now in the name of jesus thank you jesus for the well thank you jesus for the well of living water thank you for the anointing of the holy ghost today Thank you for something that is real. Thank you, God, for something that will last through the ages. Thank you, Jesus, for your glorious presence and anointing. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let me be a giver. Let me be a giver. What about it men? Would y'all mind walking down here with me men? Come on, the men of this church, all up in the mezzanine, all across the front and the back. Come on, just walk right down here. Say, Lord, I want to be a giver. I want to give. I want to give, God. Come on, ask the Lord. Come on, men, all over the house. Visitors, you're welcome also if you'd like to amen hallelujah hallelujah Lord I want to be a giver Lord I want to be a giver Lord am drawing
1: oh yes well that will never run dry yes. yes I'm drawing from the well I'm drawing from the well drawing from the well that will never run dry, drinking living water provided by my father, I'm drawing from the well that will never run dry, yes I'm drawing from the well, I'm drawing from that will never run dry I'm drinking living water provided by my Father I'm drawing from the well that will never run dry Oh, I'm drawing from the well Yes, I'm drawing from the well drawing from the well that will never run dry drinking living water provided by my father drawing from the well that will never